Ad Nonsense for 2019. So, what is Ad Nonsense about? Well, it's an opportunity to view, review, and discuss the Christmas ads of 2019 in the UK and see if they hit the target. To be great, an ad must make sense. Show the products. Feature something Christmassy. It must draw you in or resonate with you. And we're okay with some emotion as well. So, guys, we watched a shit ton of ads. Who are we? I oh, have... let me finish. <laughs> so, guys, we watched a shit ton of ads as a family. And the family here, they're going to be reviewing the ads today are, firstly... African Kitsch. Mo. And Beijing. <laughs> and also me, Honey Badger. So... Let's get into it. Okay, can I start by saying you sounded like one of my lecturers when I was doing marketing. Fantastic. Which is not a good thing. Because <laughs> it is a good thing. No, that was many years ago. God, I, I mean, I wanted to struggle though. Thank you. Well, the point is, it is my podcast. Oh, <laughs> You sound like someone that sent their reel into NPR and got rejected. I know. I know. And that is what I'm trying to do here. It cannot always be loosey-goosey. Oh, right. very focused today. Mm-hmm. So, guys, the first ad is the walker scripts ad with my carry mm-hmm. so i'm going to give a quick synopsis and then people will just share their reaction so this is going to be long because they're about 14 to 15 ads we're going through so mariah sing to, uh, sings you know her christmasy stuff since she's now the queen of christmas and talks about sharing and all that christmas baloney and then she spots a bag of walker scripts and gets into a tug of war with an elf because this is supposedly an advert she's filming for um walker's crisps and she tells the elf that she saw it first the elf says no and there's a back and forth until she uses her legendary voice to shut a glass and his ears so he lets go of the bag and then she eats or well she pretends to eat <laughs> and then offers him one crisp because it's um, christmas and then it's stolen by um a relation of mo a pigeon <laughs> and uh that's basically the end of it so let's go first to Digi. What are your thoughts on this ad? Uh, yeah, I didn't know you wanted to explain every <laughs> single thing, but with the um, good ads, she can do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first thing I thought when I watched the ad was the little bite she took was just ridiculous. <laughs> it didn't seem like she was eating anything exactly. I, it 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 didn't convince me that she liked Walker's crisps. That's just me. Um, she looked good. But the other thing was, it seemed like she was digitally made up slightly um, with, with her face because it didn't look um, genuine to me. But, so you think it's for two? Get shows? out of my head. Ah, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, those are those are my only two things. I, I, in terms of a Christmas ad, it's okay. It's not my favorite. Well, okay. So could I just say that both things I just said, I have as my notes. <laughs> Make up a point. <laughs> Um, Mariah is the Queen of Christmas. We now know this. She's been crowned the Queen of Christmas, and so I can see why Walker's hired her for this ad. Um, I thought it was a good ad. I thought it was amusing. I mean, I I think I, I smirked <laughs> at, at the end. Um, but I didn't believe that she ate that crisp either. I didn't think it was... That's it's what more, took me out. So yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, I know she's not eating that. It's more like for likely sure. she'll be drinking <laughs> wine or Exactly. Something. But it's harmless for what it is. <laughs> harmless. What are your thoughts, African Cage? Truthfully, I, I, you guys are taking that. You're taking that advert too seriously because I didn't expect Mariah to eat the crisp. 
I didn't expect her to look like a normal human being. So when I saw it, it was just, oh yeah, Mariah is doing Walker's Christmas adverts. Oh, interesting. Because it seems like a bit it's of a downgrade, it doesn't it? it? It's money. They're going to be back in the back. They're going to be back in that truck into her. Uh-huh. But I'm just talking about the fact that, you know, she has that private jet. She has to keep her nose to children mm-hmm. and, you know, Nick Cannon. But um, basically, I mean, I, I, I didn't take... I, it's very much in line with a lot of things that Walker's Crisp has been doing before Christmas in terms of getting people on to talk about, you know, like the Spice Girls and things like that. Yeah, but, so but, it but wasn't that's, where, that... that's where I take offense to what you said because Walker's Crisp's ads, mm-hmm. they've always used Spice Girls. They've used that for Gary Lineker. They always eat the crisp. Yes, that's like, because they eat. eat it. That's because they eat and don't do plastic surgery as a weight loss. That's exercise. why the Mariah thinks So for me... me for Maraca, listen. It's an artificial. She's a, mm-hmm. Of course it's artificial. She's the queen of Christmas. They backed the money truck into her. It's red, you know, she, because she was eating the um the salt one, I think. I don't know. What about the red packet? Or it was no, 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 ready no, no, salt. No, 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 I no, thought no, it was a Christmas I thought it was a Christmas flavor. I know exactly what it was. I don't eat crisps. Like, I don't eat crisps. So no, yeah. no, it's because I've never seen it before. Oh, there was no. pig and blankets and um, Brussels sprouts. And she was eating the pig and blankets one. Yeah, it was very clear when they were talking it. So I was like, wow, this is so obvious. I don't think I paid that much attention to it. I'm not going to lie. I don't eat crisps. But, um... I, I didn't really expect anything spectacular from it. It was amusing that she used her, you know, high notes to shatter glass so she can get the packet of crisp and then take a teeny tiny bite because we know she's going to wash that down with like copious bottles of wine <laughs> so that, you know, she could flush her system. But yeah, I mean, it's not exciting. It's not interesting. Um, maybe if I was a crisp eater, that'd be good. I mean, I, and maybe if I was a bigger Mariah Carey fan, I'd be really thrown by it I mean, i'm I like a fan it. but yeah. it didn't work for me no, no, I, for me yeah. it's not it's not that i'm a chris beater or i'm a, I mean, a fan neither of those things it's just but it's just that i found the way she ate it maybe if you watch it because i watched it three times i did watch it quite the a way she times. ate it was too weird it would have been better if she didn't even try and eat it at all yeah i, I think quite, that. i think that's part of our contract but yeah, okay. the way she, she did, did it, it was weird yeah so um i've taken my cue from her <laughs> so um yeah Anyway, so moving on to the next one. Let me get your thoughts. I don't need to get. Yes, I don't feel like need to give my thoughts. You do. You do. You always give your thoughts. Okay. Okay. So, um, I eat Walker's crisps, the cheese and onion one. This is not making me go explore pig in blankets. I just think it just didn't work for me. I just thought to myself, this is just a waste of my time. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, guys, okay, get it the fuck together. But um, that's why I was so quick to go. Let's move on to the next one. This is people are going to continue to make money in this world. Thank you. What they do, and that's Mariah. So exactly. I don't know why she trusts. And apart from that, because we have other ads, and you see in me describing other ads, like me, I always give editorials. So sometimes you may get a view as to what I think in that. But yeah, let's move on to the next one. Next one is the Iceland ad. This mm-hmm. is um, Iceland is a supermarket in the UK selling frozen food. So you can even see where that takes you. Anyway, it's supposed to be, it starts with a guessing game with a child, with the Olaf toy. Mm. And then Olaf, because I've got to hear that. Olaf is thrown in the air by the homicidal child <laughs> to play at what the phrase is. And he pans to the frozen two family, Elsa, Aria, and her boo-boo. They guess the right phrase and the child seems to have disappeared. Elsa shows off her magic and her favorite thing about Christmas, which is a special meal shared together. The camera then shows a stuffed Olaf, now with the real family, with an Iceland voiceover saying three words, a perfect Christmas dinner. In the first time, for a fiercer, in the, okay, for the first time we see a family. And then there's a demented little giggle as a show of their anemic offering. And also they use it as an ad for Frozen 2. Exactly. <laughs> that so, was my view of Iceland's ad. 
So watching this just reminded me of the Paddington Marks and Spencer ad of two years ago, mm-hmm. where it was basically an ad for Paddington too. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, here's Paddington in the Marks and Spencer store. Yeah, Marks and Spencer, Christmas, Paddington. Exactly what I felt with this one. It's frozen, and there's frozen food, and that's meant to be the tenuous link. I know, And I was ridiculous. like, okay, might as well just say, go watch Disney Frozen. And they did at the end. <laughs> yes! And I, I just thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Guys, I just gotta think that, you know, there's some adverts that I think to yourself, um, people are paying money so that somebody else will benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So the Walker's advert was one we talked about. The second one is the, is the Iceland advert, because... Um, I think the advert they had last year, which was about the um, oh, there was another advert. I forgot what it's called. No, that was the orang the um, orangutan one. Oh, the Argus one. No, 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 no orangutan one was the Iceland one. Oh, was the Iceland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Iceland. where they took a green piece. Oh of, um, God, yes, yes the now, about palm that oil. I, that I felt was yeah. For whatever you may have, whatever feelings you may have about it, I felt that was a much more impactful advert. I mean, because they're not allowed to play it. But if they're trying to go virus with this frozen advert, they did cause some, you know, they cause some disease for some it's people. Even the food looked like. anemic. That's what annoyed me. Because I'm like, ah, this is supposed person. to be Christmas food. And I, you know, with the, I don't, I'm not that, I like, fro- I was okay with frozen one. But I don't know, I, I think as I get older, I'm becoming more irascible and I'm becoming less, I'm having less patience for certain things. And okay. So I find adverts makes me want to lose patience. Yeah. I mean, go nice. For me, I just, I wrote here, humble brag goes to Iceland with frozen two feature. Because to me, it's almost like Iceland said, we won the Christmas ads because we have Disney's Frozen 2. Yes. And you are, That's what it's saying. And like you advertise for Disney and Disney is very happy because you are paying them. No, no. Then Disney fucked them in the ass by saying, you <laughs> must put the trailer for Frozen 2 in it. Yeah, well, we don't them. care what you do, put the trailer because in Because the reason I say Humble Brag is because that animation was specially done mm-hmm. for Iceland. So and it looked hyper real. Yeah. It was really good, right? Good money, but yeah. the fact is that it's frozen. It's it's always going to be but bigger than But it also detracted brand. from their products because yeah, the products are supposed to be exactly. the food. The food didn't look as good as his animation. Yes, no, it didn't. And am I going to eat Elsa? Probably. Yeah, you, you could eat Olaf. You could. Because <laughs> that's a snowman, isn't it? So it was just... You know. I, know, I, think it was, I mean, I'm, I like Frozen and I am going to be watching Frozen too, but this didn't... Mm. It didn't make, make me want to see any more or any less. I was just like, okay... I'd rather say trailer. Why you it just to me just didn't work. Okay. Yeah. So the next ad, I'm going it's one that everyone has been talking about in the UK and I think it's been a bit of a damn squib, but that's just me. So let me describe it to you. There's a dragon. Oh. This is from John Lewis and Waitrose. <sighs> so there's a dragon with a premature ejaculation complex, which is damaging and borderline dangerous for friends, neighbors, and family. He has a so well. A, a friend who's maybe not as self-aware as they could be, and they're forcing this jerk on everyone as it continues to ruin every celebration and festival. This friend then seems to have an epiphany and brings this jerk word to a dragon friend, blazing to um, a village meal with everyone cowering in fear to show that, yes, he can be let loose with a Christmas pudding and alcohol as this dragon proceeds to use his nostrils to light the um, Christmas pud. The townspeople cry up in relief. Then it closes the show with, show them how much you care. Now, I have my views on this. Mm. But please, guys, I'm gonna have at it. One. I'm going to start this one. I hate, <laughs> hate, hate this advert. And I hate this advert because I think it's everything that, it, that denotes excluding people that denotes the fact that you are not considered or the fact that everybody is not like you and it puts it very firmly for me in the realm of you have to conform to certain things so that people can accept you 
I hated the moment. I, I mean, I, I, everyone was talking about it at work, and I was like, okay, let me watch this thing. And immediately, my body just started crawling when I watched this so, thing. Sorry, guys. You say people were talking about it. Because yeah, I, no I never heard anyone. The first time I saw it was yesterday. I, I work with a very. The first time I heard of it was yesterday. What were they talking about? They were talking about, oh, yeah, there's a dragon there, and, you know, it's the John Lewis advert and making impact. I was like, I so think people is, liked it. Is, they, they, it wasn't they liked they it. Just just talking, they were just commenting. There's, there's no personal. Yeah. And this was immediately when it came out. And then, you know, because they said, uh, you know, Vicky keeps, uh, you know, no, there's some. When I'm watching some shows on um, Freeview, oh. I keep hijacking with their stupid adverts I can't fast forward. Right. And I keep seeing this advert. And, you know, then I'm seeing this dragon who, that's playing with, you know, because now obviously John Lewis is what's being used for John Lewis and mm. the waitress thing. So and are they trying to monetize it by making dragon toys? No, not so much dragon toys, but it's like he's, he's looking at the Microsoft Surface and he's getting excited. And he has oh my God, you're kidding. And all those sort of things. But so every, and he's watching himself on the dragon surface video. There's a whole thing around the okay. dragon, but okay. it's just very irritating. So okay. that's mine. So, thoughts guys? Um, I didn't like it either. I, I thought it was... I thought they dropped the ball spectacularly. I don't even know how this got from the boardroom oh, to the sorry. PR people to the marketing, and everyone went, "Yeah, this is cool." I'm and that's a Steve trainer. Obviously, wasn't doing a good job. What? Obviously, I thought it was. I thought it was really bad. It was really bad. And if we're going to follow, if okay, I'll bite. Let's follow the line of the story. And let's say he's only. Are you saying he's only useful for lighting puddings? Mm. What happened after that? Mm. So the village was like, "Yeah, so if you use fire for that, then you can now leave." I, I just thought it was stupid. And also, so did you what are you in a little bit in a little in a little cubby hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my the, words here are John Lewis ad the dragon is still a jerk. <laughs> like interesting <laughs> because I had him as a jerk. Yeah, no, because to me is for you at the end I was like, well, that doesn't solve. It doesn't solve the problems. The pudding will finish. Then what happens? I actually put it here as I think this is a metaphor for addicted people getting giving back to their family after almost destroying their family's lives. I did not have sight of any waitress or John Lewis products. The and the music was dire. I so, can't fight this feeling anymore. My view is simply this. It's almost like someone has come and really created destruction in your family, in your community. However, because it's Christmas... You're showing me you care. Show me you care by getting off the crack. No, I think I'm very sorry. I think for me, I think, I think for me, I think what I feel the other, I think is the opposing end of that. I don't see that someone coming to destroy. I'm saying that there are people who are not, who are not like everybody else. So I think, and I'm not gonna, have the, I'm not gonna have people that are, you know, take drugs and destroy families. They're people that are just not like everybody else. They don't necessarily fit into the space. And you need no, no, to no, but, but it doesn't make sense to me, me because even if you don't fit into spaces, you're not burning down the entire thing. It's a dragon. Thing. It's a dragon. What do you think a dragon is meant to do? It is a, a dragon. dragon. So Trump, what they should Trump. have done is found his dragon family. Exactly. Here's exactly. a dragon town and everyone exactly. yeah, burns stuff. Yeah, but you agree, as, you, you agree with us. But in different, in different... It doesn't end well. Because of, of it makes no sense. Of course it doesn't end well. What yeah. I'm trying to say is that, like, here's the thing. You have a dragon. Mm. You put it in human space. I say don't breathe. What is it meant to do? Die? That's why he couldn't fight the feeling anymore. Exactly. Because it's <laughs> a dragon. I'm here to blow it. So what exactly is it that you expect a dragon to do? It doesn't make sense. For me, that's why I say it's that sense of exclusion. So it takes something for the space and then say you don't want it to exist. So that's why it's the two, it's It's two two tiers. So it's it's two prongs. So there's the one where there's someone who is part of your community destroyed, or there's someone who is different, distinct mm. from you, and you cannot force them. I was going to say that. You can't, you yeah, can't, yeah, exactly. yeah. you can't force them to yeah. have to adapt to the way you're yeah. doing things. They need to find their own people. But either way, they miss the mark. 
I want to be in that pitch meeting because bloody hell, y'all y'all were basically acting like if it was an album listening. Oh yeah, that's the hot track. Exactly. The hot track. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. Let's be wrong. They just said we could drag on. Yeah. Can, we can get squishy toys of it. We can get well, it. Can actually, it this is my it. problem with this, right? According to the, because I knew I I watched this based on. Honey, last year was the one who came up with the reasons why it's a Christmas ad. And I didn't understand why they did it. Because it doesn't advertise John Lewis mm-hmm. in any way. Apart from what... Because I've not seen what you've said. No, like, those, not, those are interesting. They're not of if there's a dragon playing with a no, computer... No, there are a lot of off-cuts. There are a lot of off-cuts of the dragon doing little... But that main ad... I, I didn't say anything. Yeah. It's medieval. It just seems like a different time period. Exactly. Because it. remember, because it says it must make sense. It must show the products. It must feature something Christmassy. Yeah. It must draw you into and resonate with you. And we're okay with some emotion as well. Cool. It just, it just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Anyway. Okay, oh, so... The, oh, and the two black people in the village. I saw... I didn't yes, even see the black people. I, I, saw, saw, the black people. I saw the two black people in the village. Yeah. I thought there was a village. Suit. There's not, there was not a village. There only the two blacks. Like, well done. One was mm. a child, one was an adult. You can see where you came from, child. <laughs> well, so, John Lewis is not really featuring on my Christmas this year. Anyway. Mm. However, there were two M&S ads. Mm. So, the first M&S ad I'm going to talk about is the food one. Mm-hmm. So, I put... There's a food festival with Paddy McGuinness and Emma Willis. Yes. They make it very clear that the celebrities in the UK as they yes. traverse a Christmas food carnival and festival with children choristers humming and aring. Okay. They look to be members of the public who may not be as flatteringly lit as both Paddy and Emma, but they look happy talking into the food and grinning at all the free food they're getting to eat. So Paddy and Emma walk through MS products and comment on their tastings with Paddy trying hard to be Devla Curran, the original queen of this is not just MS. Well, this is not just wine. This is MS. Longer duck. Thingy thingy wine. Anyway, they describe the food and their studio shots of the food with in preparation to enforce things like the creaminess of the cream. And then they pan out and show us it is indeed an M&S food Christmas market, and they leave us with, this is not just Christmas food. This is M&S Christmas food. So I'm biased. Did that remind you of Bista? Hmm? No, no, even because of the, the, the lights. It's, it's yeah. reminded me of Bista. I thought they even Bista filmed village. it at Bista yeah. Village. Yeah. So basically, yeah. there's a there's an outlet mall area in in the UK called Bista Village, mm. and that's what he's talking about. Mm. Mm. Reminds me of that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go first. Um, I I I think it was shit. That's just me. I didn't like it at Don't all. Worry. I think that um, I think that I'm ex. I was expecting the classic. Uh, Max and Spencer's, you know, what you just mentioned with the voiceover kind of ad. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like that Paddy was trying to do the voice thing. I didn't like it at all. That's just me. I didn't like it at all. Um, I Like JG said, I didn't like that they were trying to do the voice thing. I'd seen people around with the, um, with the shopping bag that say, this is not just food, this is M&S food. So I thought they were bringing that campaign mm-hmm. back. But they've done it in this way and I don't think it's, it doesn't, I don't like it. I think I want to put a marketing hat on here, and I will say that it's because MS is trying to remove that sense of exclusivity that you know some people may have told them was um, alienating of various members of the public. They want to try and get down to grassroots, which is why they had the Patty McGuinness. This they had the and a lot of people that were speaking where you know you had like a bit of your Eastern accent, mm. a bit of North, Northern accent. Mm. They're trying to sort of bring it home, quote unquote, or to Brexit it. But um, you see, the, 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 problem, the problem with the advert is this: the, one of the reasons people love M&S food is that sense of lushness and richness. 
And I'm sorry, seeing Patty McGinnis stuff his face with whatever the fuck he was trying to mm. stuff his face with, it was not a very attractive or engaging reason for me to want to eat M&S food. I'm sorry, it is the snob in me. I understand why M&S is doing it. But uh, nah, you all missed the boat on that one. Sorry. Okay, yeah. so I am biased. I love M&S. And I was, uh, I've always been very vocal about the fact that they should have, they should have brought back those types of ads. Mm. When Devil Kerwin oh, is talking about, um, this is the longer dark, nicely straw, blah, 18 months age, blah, mm. blah, blah, mm. blah, M&S one. So, and the way she says it, that sexiness, that huskiness. So I've got here that um, I wish they had Devil Kerwin doing the voice Me over, too. you know, her sexy, precise voice, bringing the tasty food porn, seductive tones and amazing camera work. To show us the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> yes. Because, like, because let's be honest, every holiday, every holiday, as I was telling someone the other day, every holiday on sighting is just an excuse to eat. It's just an excuse to get someone. And I want someone who can give, who can make me hungry so I can do mm. what I'm trying to do. I don't want someone who's, I don't, come in because I think this is the thing, and I totally agree <laughs> with African Cage in the fact that it's about democratizing MS food, but also making it aspirational. Mm. But the issue with that is you can't be Michael Kors and Michael Kors. Mm. The point is one is going to actually There's detract from the big Michael Kors brand. Yeah. And I think the yeah. point is Max and Spencer has been aspirational. There's nothing wrong with that. However, they because I remember their last ad as well. They were talking. People were talking about the fact that oh, the Max and Spencer food, how they eat mm. it, how they enjoy it. So in 2018, that was their ad. It was still very democratic. But I just didn't think he had the lushness. And it seems to me Max and Spencer listens to this podcast. So they decided to bring back some of the lushness with the sparkly lights and the Christmas feel. And have members of the public also there, but not too much to yeah. bring it to the <laughs> Because I like, I would say I like the ad, but that is because I am biased, not because it's a good ad. Okay. Just Max and Spencer has a bigger issue right now because of obviously their clothing lines and things and they're they dropping profit. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's making money for them right now mm-hmm. is food. food yeah. And I think there's a lot of pushback in the marketplace whereby people say, oh, I can't, I only go to M&S for special things. They don't go to M&S for you know, every single thing. Sorry, for food or for clothes? For food. Okay. So, they are only, the people that shop at M&S for food are considered to be middle class and upper middle class and they're trying to get more people who are not really in that area potentially coming in. That's what I think. But you know something? Yeah. I like M&S, but yeah, no. Because I was speaking to someone at work about M&S because she was saying, oh, are you cooking for Christmas? I was like, darling, it's good to be at M&S kit at Christmas. And she was like, oh my God, me too. So, um, and our demographic is uh, <laughs> middle class, upper middle class. So, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sorry, the only thing I would say is that even though I think you guys have a point, I, I don't I never saw the older hats as um class based personally. No, you you wouldn't have you but wouldn't it is have. there is a perception. But it is yeah, but I don't know where that perception that. came from. Because, let me tell you because why. it's a true No, let me tell you why. No, okay. because in America when we used to watch um when we went to the first time we went to New York and we're watching T V M T V, they should actually show um, ads, you know the ads, they are very long. And in America, they really like to show their food like Marcus Spencer's did. I even used to think that Marcus Spencer stole from America. Oh. Do you remember where they would show yeah, burgers yeah. and the way they used to do it? But that's, well, I, yeah, but that's okay. different. That's more about the way the food is presented. Marks and Spencer is seen in, by some people to even be more expensive than John Lewis. People, um, waitress. People mm-hmm. don't even go to waitress. Yeah. Yeah, waitress. Uh, but waitress is trying to struggle happy. his way through. Exactly. I think waitress are happy with this position mm. in the market. What Marks and Spencer is doing now is that, look, we might be as expensive, not as expensive as waitress, but you can still come to us even though 
Because it's like aspiration food you can afford. Yeah, but yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. But is it because they have reduced prices? No, no. It's, no. Not, it's, not, it's more like Spencer doesn't really sell anything other than Marcus Spencer based product. Yes. Yeah. Number one, yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah. thing. Mm. So that in itself already already cut it out from most of the other supermarkets. Mm. Secondly, if you look at what all the other supermarkets are doing regarding promoting themselves and what Marcus Spencer's food is doing promoting itself, it's vastly different. Yeah. So within this market space, within the UK market space, it is their adverts have always been that aspirational top of top tier sort of type of advertising in america when maybe every supermarket potentially produce um puts their products or every food base presents their products in that way then there is no different there's no demarcating line but no in the differentiation UK, there is a differentiation but sometimes also um based on what segment you are in terms of class you may not see something as being class-based until you watch it through someone else's eyes. Yeah. And sometimes, that is the reason why I think ad nonsense is also good for us because it actually gives us a way to actually reflect. I have always seen Marks and Spencer's food as aspirational. Number one, is expensive. No one is spending six pounds on barbecue ribs that when you can actually go to Tesco and, and get, get the ribs yourself for pounds. what, one ninety nine, yeah. or two pounds. Mm. So I've always seen it, but it's also the lushness of the camera work, the photography, the... Even all the things that they're actually talking about, the provenance, those are not types of things that a lot of people that are perceived to be on the lower tier in terms of working class are seen to actually think are important when they're buying their food. Yeah. Okay, okay. I so it's I just the kind of... Privilege, I yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I, I see right. what you meant. I think you were more talking about the way the food is photographed mm. or presented. No, 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 no. I didn't, no, no, no. I had to check my privilege because actually what Wendy said makes mm. sense. Mm. I didn't think of it, and even I didn't think of it from... The point of view of ribs is six pounds and it's much. I didn't see that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, check your privilege. Think, think about the adverts you watch them as if, and compare it to the all the adverts we're going to talk about soon and then. Well, okay. okay hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason I said that because yeah. I liked how this. Uh, yeah, we will get there. Yeah, people. We will yeah. get there. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next M and S ad is the jumpers one. I okay. do like this one. Hold on. Hmm. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Let me explain it. A white woman by a Christmas tree is listening to the radio and sees a jumper on the table and wears it. And suddenly, the music becomes hip-hop. Yes! And it's jumping around. <laughs> that well-known classic that allows the white middle class to dip their toes into hip-hop culture for urban credentials. Wow! I was okay. a tad, okay. let me finish, I was a tad skeptical and then decided to see where this takes me. Maybe there will be black people featured prominently since they look to be leveraging off the culture. Seems the jumper has a kind uh, a mind of his own and forces her to dance and drags her into the street, into a surprisingly well lit street with only one dog as audience. She then busts out some hip hop moves, and then we pan to a family with a young child in a jumper, infected by the jumper hip hop disease, and we pan to numerous families, people in offices, um, people with you know some, de- and then there's some degree of diversity showing symptoms of jumper hip hop dancing disease involving everyone. Then nearly all of the people. I suppose are teleported into this quiet street with patient zero really getting their hip hop moves with MS celebrating jumpers. So I thought it was very much about joy, jumpers, it's cold, it's winter, and I could see a degree of diversity. However, I did note that black people, if they're looking at the culture, were not featured as prominently, but it did seem to have a diverse cast. That is me. Before you go, just let me give you a hot topic. Give up and say one. That is my sister right there. Okay. Because we do have issues around that. But I'll let you guys go first. I didn't have any issues with it because I wasn't looking into it that deeply. Mm. And also maybe because nothing 
there was nothing so blatant that triggered me to think, oh, they're profiting of black culture. I think that I liked it because it just seemed to me warm, happy, and fun. Okay, that's it. Um, I so when I first um heard it when I first when it first started, my thoughts were like, oh, interesting, um, a white woman in a jumper. That's what I did think. Okay, mm-hmm. but by the time um it got to everyone else dancing and the moves and even the moves some the moves impressed me and made me laugh i thought it was a fun ad personally um and i and i i wrote here the jumper one is amazing the one party i didn't like <laughs> so okay. that was my own okay. uh feedback on it but i i liked it to be honest with you okay um, okay so. so um i think i started uh, the first time i watched the advert um i heard jumper on i was like oh interesting i looked at it, i was like okay interesting Maybe because i've been very much on my black power parts of the people. Mm. No, not just Malcolm X. The books I've been reading recently have been very, very. So, um, so I looked at that. I was thinking to myself, that's interesting. I wasn't sure how comfortable I felt about the use of that music within that context. So I thought, you know something, they're paying somebody money in the black community. No, no, it's a white, uh, it's a white, um, um, yes, I realized uh, it's a white hip hop band. Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 that's Mm. what I first Mm. did. I knew my research afterwards. Mm -hmm. Then I realized something, which is the lack of diversity, and then I realized that the only person they really, really showed that was really black that he spent a lot of camera time on was a young black boy. Mm -hmm. And was a lot for me, that's but that's good, yes, but it also, in a way, sort of symbolizes sort of cunning that they're where they're where this young black, yes, where this young, where. You have a diversity of faces, but when you decide to now show the singular black bit is this little black boy who seems to be tap dancing for some idea. Listen, I can I appreciate the fact that currently my my state of mind is probably not the healthiest state of mind, but I I was not comfortable. It was a good advert, it was nice, it was colorful. If I remove my my um hmm. my lens, and I you know, there are a lot of things going on in my life, so I'm I'm going to fully admit that there's potentially bias. a lot of personal hmm. bias that I'm putting onto this. Mm-hmm. If I remove that lens, I am still very uncomfortable with the lack of diversity in the advert. But if I do include my lens in there, there is also that added layer that I feel allow. It's that um, that sense of as I think um, Tony mentioned. It's interesting enough for Caucasian people to feel as though they're in the hip hop scene and they're down with the people with the urban guys. But they don't really go into the urban world. They sort of sit on the fringes. Well, okay, so I fun. would say I liked the advert insofar as there was a smattering of diversity. But because of the music that was used, I actually wanted to see darker, blacker, browner faces featured more prominently. But that's primarily because of the music. What I also found interesting was the fact that there was some black Twitter, where well, black British Twitter decided to take the ad and add a dance yeah, whole track over true. it yeah. to basically add some spice to the mayor. Um, I did not find it particularly, it didn't, I don't, I actually put here that I don't think, um, the ad is targeted towards me. It's not, I'm not the target audience. I don't think, um, because even the idea is, okay, it's a jumper, it's winter. I didn't find it particularly Christmassy, Mm. but I just thought to myself, okay, interesting that you're doing this with jumpers. That was just mine. But I just think to my mind, I think I understand what they're trying to do. But I do think that if you're not going to feature black and brown faces more prominently, if you're using that type of music, people, the perception people are going to have is you're leveraging of the culture without actually giving enough space to the people who actually made this type of genre possible. Well, the question, you know, the, we go back, let's go back to one thing you said earlier, which is I agree with this, which is that, you know, who is their audience? If the people they're sitting down, if their profiles are, if the profiles they're drawing up, 
do not prominently feature people with um, black and brown people, then of course it makes sense that they're adverts exactly. are continuing. Okay, hold on. Can I just how many times did you watch the ad? Quite a lot of times because again, it's an all, a lot of things that I'm. Um, oh, okay. Watching on TV on you know preview, it keeps coming up and blocking my view. Okay, on it. that's that's and that's shocking also, to me. And then also on you know when I was doing the research on here. Do you know what that's shocking to me? Right. There's a there's an actual um, black woman that they probably at just as much time as a young black guy. Yes, because they had a fat black woman she was, yeah, and then she was in the office scene. Then they no, showed, no, outside, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It, exactly, it was outside. Okay. There was um, uh, what I think was two mixed race twins. I think believe yes that the family yeah exactly that I saw them in, because the reason when you said what you said I was like actually I saw a lot of um, black brown okay well, because I people, watched like because and I, I also saw a lot of white people I love the different because they were they are like about they were, I watched about four different ones and I watched them multiple times but this is what I'm just saying enough, that's why enough. I actually made the point of prominently featured but mm. I'm not saying that there's no diversity there was diversity it just smattering then I also thought that I think the reason they chose that song was because it was a pun. Jump around. Jump around. Yeah, That's I know, what I thought it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Then, mm. every single jumper was Christmassy. Because the... And that's because... Maybe because of... I, I saw the pattern. I see the... No, but pattern. hold on. Is it that the Christmassy or is it that the wintry? Yes. Because so there's the a difference. Style. Is that style you're talking about is the fair house style, which is very much... Okay. 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 You know what, right? I will take that argument. But I do think that wintry styles is Christmassy. Because Christmassy... Because most of the time, they're... There were flakes. There was a guy. Uh, no, was fair, fair Isle. There were all kinds of patterns, and maybe because at my own workplaces we all do Christmas, bring up Christmas mm-hmm. jumper thing. So people, so that's what people seem to associate with Christmas. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's also why they did Santa the ad because people have to wear Christmas jumpers yeah. into work. So I could actually get that, and I but was, I just didn't feel. And I thought I thought it me. was clever because. Of the point of view of what Wendy mentioned before about Martin's was struggling with clothing. Yes. And they were going, okay, we have to sell something that is clothing based, mm. that is Christmas based. So I just, I thought that that ad was far, at least from a bottom line, from an no, economic, from a business point of view, it made more sense for Martin's Because that's what their business, they're not in the business of food. No. They're in the business of clothing. Of clothing. Mm. But it did feel Christmassy to me. I like. I mean, it's funny that Jump Around to Me isn't a Christmas song. But when I saw it, because it was based in winter, it was, I, I felt it was a Christmassy ad. Mm. It's not my, 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 my favorite, but I think it's far better than a long Oh, I'm not here watch. to invalidate anyone's views of it. It's just the fact that it's for discussion. Oh, no, I, I want to just yeah. mention that mm. part about mm-hmm. diversity because there were quite a lot of diversity I, in it. I, again, again, I, I will admit, but I, what I watched did not seem as diverse that's as okay. That's okay. That's okay. Other people are going to be watching this as well. I'm going, well, I don't agree or I dis, um, mm-hmm. think it. Okay, guys, I'm about to get into this one. This is the McDonald's ad. Mm. You've got to give me time to settle. Because this is a story that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. It's deep. Does it? It's an animation. <laughs> a young girl with fake reindeer horns appears running up the stairs pretending to be a reindeer and knocks on Jenny's door, who I'm assuming is her sister. Jenny is cool and edgy as she has a Jenny Street sign and graffiti on her door saying, keep out. Jenny opens the door with her headphones on asking the girls, what? As moody teenagers are wont to do. The young girl asks Jenny to play reindeers. Um, Jenny slams the door, says no, and says that the little girl is not a reindeer and yells at her to grow up. The little girl looks disappointed. She comes down, dejected, and her father sees her and takes a sip of his tea. The little girl sits outside in a snow-covered garden, in the cold, with no coats, when she's prodded from behind by a reindeer. 
I think obviously the poor child has hypothermia and she's hallucinating. <laughs> she plays with the reindeer in the cold, brings the reindeer to the house to check out her present and it becomes a pet. Mm. Her sister Jenny notices and walks in quietly. Hmm. Intervene. Your little sister is suffering from a breakdown. The little girl says they need more reindeer treats. The father decides to pop out with the little girl and announces it to Jenny. Jenny sees a drawing the little girl did of herself and Jenny and says she will come along. The father pro- provides the reindeer treats um, the little girl has asked for and everything turns from animation to real life. The spell is broken and the little girl's psychosis looks to be retreating. As she asks about treats for Archie, who we now see is not a reindeer but a dog with fa- fake reindeer horns. The father repeats, Archie, looking confused. Jenny pipes up, puts on a fake reindeer horn and states, us reindeers like McNuggets too. And says, don't do it to the little girl who's giggling in a way that might require intervention. <laughs> Daddy says, you know you might be right. And let's go home before the other reindeer get here. Tagline is, hashtag, are, oh well, the tagline is, are you hashtag reindeer ready? What they ever love it. Okay, so let me just start off here. <laughs> I actually take offense with every, the way you said that story. Perfect. I think that's a sweet story, okay. personally. I really like the fact, because I watched it again. And when I watched it again, I realized that the reindeer was indeed acting like a dog. Right? If you watch the animation, it was barking, it was wagging its tail, it was actually acting like a dog. But for me, because I was thinking, that's a reindeer. I did think something wrong with the child. Then when I saw what actually happened, where the dad must have dressed up the dog as a reindeer, then she just carried on the imagination because she felt lonely. And I like the fact that her sister decided to, um, I don't know, become an actual person and actually, you know, I just, I thought it was a sweet story, personally. Um, I'm not sure about its integration with McDonald's. The only part I thought <laughs> about was when they said the reindeer snacks. I'm guessing that's a new meal in Max and Spencer's with carrots or something. Reindeer in it. treats. Oh, uh, McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> McDonald's. Maybe it has carrots or something in it. I don't know. That's and and also it's good because if they are selling fruits, that's great. But I didn't really see. I thought that could have been another company or another kind of thing. So I, the link McDonald's was weird for me. But I thought the story and even going from animation to real life was pretty good personally i thought it was crap (laughs) i thought it was a really tenuous link because it must have gone what can we link this to right we do carrots and we call them reindeer treats let's use that as the basis of this marketing i thought it was i think it was almost an afterthought um i thought the beginning kind of started off like frozen a happy place to go do you want to build a snowman (laughs) um okay i didn't think of that but yeah because that's what made me think i was like hold on isn't this frozen um i didn't really like it yes so the sister playing with the others with you know wanting to play with the sister afterwards was a little bit sweet but i just felt what is the link here what are they trying to sell Sell, yeah and because at the end of the day if you wanted to get carrots you're not going to go to bloody mcdonald's no you will go to little or you go to tesco and buy carrots because like what 90p or even for the tiny ones are like i don't know 89p i found it a bit weird and unbelievable (laughs) I mean, I don't think I, I don't have those those strong feelings about mm. it one way or another. Um, in terms of reindeer treats, it's actually something that McDonald's has been doing almost every year in their adverts. They've always oh. had a reindeer treat thing. Oh, and it's consistently for the last few Never knew that. And you know, for those mind blown, McDonald's. Do, I mean, I don't really go to McDonald's. Actually, McDonald's is down I don't go there. Mm. But um, they do sell fruits. They sell lots of fruit. They sell apples. They sell is that part. They sell salads. That's not part of their menu. So this is not necessarily that. We already know that. We know they sell. But what does this have to do with Christmas? No, I get that. And then, like I said, my feelings are not strong on one way or another. And then finally, it reminded me of almost every early 90s 
you know, film where their parents leave them at home together and they get in some sort of hula balloon mm, and something happens and the thieves come mm. in and they're trying to, some older sister is trying to rescue her little sister from something stupid. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Okay. How much to Christmas is it? So the reason I actually wrote this with snark is primarily because what I think was sweet is about the young girl. What I do not like is the way the older sister is portrayed. That, oh, she's cool, she's edgy, she doesn't want to play with her sister. And I'm just going, sorry, if you're going to be telling me about Christmas, particularly when it looks like they don't have a mother, or maybe the mother works the night shift, this should actually be, there should be a closer bond here. And the fact that your little sister wants to play reindeer, um, Christmas Eve, because that's what it looks like, you should be playing with her. It should be, oh, yes, it's an opportunity to actually... So I just didn't like that, because it's almost like, oh, yeah, teenagers moody, they don't care about their... It just seems a trope that we've seen in the 90s. Currently, I don't see that that often. I see a lot of siblings who want to actually spend time with their siblings. I will say this. Hold on. Yes, Deji? That trope exists. And I'm, I know I'm, it does, but that is not what Christmas is about. Yes, okay, but sorry. this is your bias no, 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 and what no. you think that's... I'm, a, I'm her little sister. And I remember when she was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember wanting to play with her. And I remember what she told me to do. And I remember when I was in school, exactly. when I was being bullied, and she would say, So eh, that's, why, that's why, I'm exactly. sorry, that is I'm actually sorry. the most realistic part of it. It's Honey's bias, because she feels exactly. that all Christmas ads, they have family, they should be yeah. loving, mm. and all that. But I remember and, you, but it's not the during way it Christmas... I'm 60 years old. Sitting next to me, like, why hell's my next to me? Go away. So please, so actually, that's, okay. that's realistic. Mm. That's it realistic. is realistic, but it is not Christmassy. <laughs> but she plays with her yeah, later but, on. But she, yeah, yeah but she plays with her because she's reminded that, oh my God, exactly. my sister, my little sister. Yeah, exactly. because as you said, <laughs> teenagers are assholes. <laughs> They're selfish. Oh my God. This is not supposed to be a read on Honey Badger. No, but that's exactly what you did. Okay. I think at some point you realized I was going to sit mm. there somewhere. So also, please. the fact that they let the little girl sit outside in the cold. She wasn't wearing a, a coat. Did she die? And yeah. this is why I think this is the reason. Well, you know, I don't, you know who keeps saying that young people are not resilient this is. I don't know who keeps saying that. <laughs> yes, right? Why are you being? Why you just, Are your beliefs are going out the window because of Christmas? Christmas yeah, you know, Christmas, Christmas is exception making. And I was going, and then when I saw the reindeer, I was like, oh my god, she is. I actually thought she was hallucinating, yeah. but obviously it seems not. I didn't think she had an imaginary friend. I thought the reindeer was an imaginary. That's what friend. I initially. Well, thought. but it wasn't. It was a dog dressed up. Well, yeah, and I was like, it's sweet if you think mm-hmm. about it. So anyway, guys. <laughs> It seems I've been outvoted here. Yeah, you have been. Okay. Now, I'm going to move on to the next ad. Guys, there's always snark in this. So, I'm sure Dupsu is really like, she likes factual stuff, but we're very No, I, I love snark. <laughs> this I love is snark the thing. Okay, so this is the Asda ad. Okay, guys. <laughs> a small child and friend walk in the dark with some barking in the background. I'm afraid. Is this a horror Christmas ad? Then the child is <laughs> let into a house, removes his coat, and we see a picture of an old man. Grandpa, maybe I hope. The child then grabs a cane near a chair and whispers, "Thanks, Granddad," and goes into a workshop with tools. Has this child killed Granddad? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Some stuff which looks like child's play involving jars, pulleys, and other stuff seems to be going on. And then we see a contraption which the child Tilly says is Santa's something magic for when he pops to the shops, as told to her by Granddad. Is this why she killed him? <laughs> that a jar is sent into the clouds by Tilly using her contraption and is sent back down with some shiny magic elixir, which when poured out has a massive, massive uh, magic tree sporti- sprouting up. Tilly begins spreading this magic elixir around the neighborhood, leading to a grandpa in the family having a snowman's head and toys coming to life and normal houses turning into gingerbread houses. There goes the equity. So, 
The street is filled with Christmas decorations and a few people turn into gingerbread people at the bus stop. A massive bubble rolls down the street and the magic elixir is now depleted. Tilly looks disappointed and her brother, who I presume is the one who's been hanging around her all this time, um, looks... Con- oh, well, and I presume the one who's been, you know, spreading Christmas cheer with her looks a bit concerned. I've seen that look before, he thinks. Is it... Is it the look she had before she killed Grandpa? Do not know. He takes a jar, seems to find some more magic elixir, and showers it over her bed as she sleeps, and says, Merry Christmas. We're left hoping he survived the night. That's what I got from that. But please, Deji, what are your thoughts on the Asda ad? First of all, your commentary is just... Ridiculous. It's too extra, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, I wrote here, okay. It was what did you say, bro? So she built a contraption to get Christmas magic from the sky. Don't get it. Then she's sad that she used it up. That's why I put that. Thank there. you. Because I wasn't quite... As in, I, I'll buy it. The, <laughs> ma- the magic, the thing that she got, the magic or whatever, it makes everything Christmassy. Mm. Then she forgot to leave some for herself. Then she got sad about it. No, so the brother like, went no, to no, get no. more. I tried to think about this, but there is a link to the grandfather. Okay, so let me tell you what I think if I'm going to be... And this is Asda. We saw no products that oh, yeah, I could discern. There no product, actually. That I could discern. I'm like, where, where, where's the fucking turkey? But anyway, the thing is, I think what's supposed to happen is basically we as the audience are supposed to understand that maybe grandpa is dead. Yes. And then grandpa told her as one of these Christmas things that to make yourself happy and to make people happy, go get that Christmas um, magic, magic from, from the from sky the and, and then you can spread the love. Everyone. But the point is there will be no magic for herself because she wants grandpa back. Yeah. And her brother sees her um, misery or her pain and then tries to get is her. her brother? Well, yeah, that's what it seems, seems like. to be. Um, Tilly's brother then he goes to get some magic for her and obviously by him wishing her a Merry Christmas is supposed to give her sweet dreams of a time when she was with her grandfather that is what I can take from it if I'm being a bleeding heart but no I'm a snarky bitch so that is the reason I set out the story as I, I didn't like it what's your point of okay maybe the one I watched I, I maybe I just blanked the first part out <laughs> 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 one nice, everything else I said this is the show sharing mad Christmas chair Yes. Mm. So she put it through letterboxes mm, yeah. and things Blue. like that. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So I think the idea... Behind the Christmas chair to turn someone's then, house into a gingerbread. No, and then... No, but then... And Changing then, people into gingerbread. And then, Thank and, you. Or, you know, a man into a snowman head. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. But I think the idea was it was spreading Christmas chair. You could see it as the product, you know, because they sell a lot of stuff. Was there? Was yeah, there? Yeah, I saw bubbles were, running yeah, down the street. Christmas things, uh, food inside the house and things like that. I think I was so confused by I was confused by the narrative. I mean... Again, I'm not. I I do strong feelings about it. She's spreading Christmas cheer. The Christmas cheer runs out. Blah blah blah. You know, you know. I think the the where they made where they missed the whole piece piece right there is that Christmas cheer should not run out for the Asda because if the Christmas cheer ran out and you are Asda, then that means that you're bankrupt. So I'm very Thank you. Sorry. It no, is seem really yeah. really weird. And I also I just mm. didn't like the kind of horror vibes. In the beginning, there's a dog barking. I see a picture of grandpa. I don't see grandpa anywhere. She takes grandpa, still says, thanks, granddad. I'm yeah. thinking, oh my God, did she kill him? You know, it just seemed very... <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> my imagination went exactly, haywire. Yes, yes. I think you went just a little bit too far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next ad is the Argus ad. Now, the thing is, I'm a bit biased towards Argus because as a kid, that to me was basically <laughs> the book... Yeah. That I, I marked. Yeah, I so Santa can know what I no, want. No, no, no. Just say the other reason. I'm going to say something. But hold on. Let, yeah, but I have snark. So mm. 
Man lives through an August catalogue in I his kitchen. I think we move the snack next year. Well, okay, I'll remove the snack there and sees a mini drum kit circled with heart shapes and smiley faces included. Seems this is a Christmas gift his child wants. As he contemplates his future in his bank account, he finds himself on a mini drum kit and starts playing. The lights come on. The kettle starts boiling as he bangs the drum. He proceeds to play the Breakfast Club movie song by Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. And a big-ass TV is showing the band and his TV cabinet turns into arms as he keeps playing along to the song as his house transforms. The fridge opens and provides dry ice for the kitchen concert performance and his kitchen transforms and becomes bigger. Sparks are flying and we see small feet encased in unicorn slippers making their way down the stairs and we see the man's daughter watching him in hope and amusement as he's playing the concert of his life in his kitchen. Then everything flips. The house disappears and all we see are the, drum, are the stairs and him on the mini drum kit with the spotlight on his daughter as the stairs are lifted into the air. She slides down the banisters and lands on a small stool and starts on her mini drum, um, drum set kit. The father does some complicated drumming, with it, which his daughter mimics, and drums keep multiplying and they start competing and drumming in unison. And they're both transported to the front of a concert audience on which a stage popped up by washing machines and a teddy bear dives into the audience mosh pit and serves the crowd. There's a crescendo as the audience applauds and the camera pans to the August catalogue as the Book of Dreams Christmas Guide 2019. Okay, okay. that was not snarky. That was correct. That was correct. I just want, can I start this one? This was my favorite ad. No, no, no. And no, because... No, I won't start. No, 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 Fuck you. It's a favorite ad. And this was because of the three elements here that um, I already had a, a previous relationship with. The drummer, the guy who's a drummer is called Amar Bidi and he's in this band called Fight Star. And I used to like Fight Star. It was a um, Charlie Hawkins band. And I remember going, oh my God, my son. I was like, oh my God, it's Omar. Oh my God, he's on, in this ad. Then the girl is called Nandi, um, Nandi Bushel. And someone had sent me a video of her on Instagram because she has she has got this Instagram where she basically just drums. Yeah. And she drums along to Nirvana. Okay. And she's very good. So I was like, oh my God, it's her. <laughs> and of course, I love the song, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. So to me, this was the perfect like recipe. Even though it was Argus, I thought they did it really well it, and i really enjoyed this ad for me it was what honey initially said in the beginning when they showed and the, the circling, the circling thing as well it, i was like it's me it reminds me of when we're kids when <laughs> we go through the august catalog yeah. and circle what we want mm. right that's the first thing i love the fact that they just they now use their imagination from there to yes. create a real drum get the father drumming get the, the everything that honey explained i loved it i, I thought loved that was it fantastic it and then the that. song because it's not a Christmas song, is it? No, it it's not. But it just, it eh, felt... Eh, eh, but I won't eh. lie to you, right? My only criticism about it is that it is not Christmassing. Yeah, it's not a Christmas... No. I, can, I can imagine that in the summer. I can imagine that in February. I can imagine that in October. It's like the Cadbury's ad with the monkey playing um, Phil Collins. Yeah, mm. it's not a Christmassy ad, but I liked the idea of the ad. I just think it failed because it's not Christmas. Eh? When you... I didn't watch it, so I really can't. Re I can't really say much about okay, it. That's okay. okay. So yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to put a bit of snark. When I first saw this, I was going, "Oh my god, is he having a nervous breakdown because he knows how much this is going to cost?" <laughs> like, "Oh my god, my house, my thing, everything is gone." <laughs> and then I settled down and decided to okay, remove my snarky um, nest away, and just went. Okay, I understand this ad. It makes sense to me because as a kid, that's what I did, <laughs> mocking. The August yeah. catalog, so the parents can actually see what it is I want and not buy it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, what's interesting is that we saw the product 
in terms yes. of um the mini drum kits but we also saw other products like um fridges like kettles amps. like uh, amps all the things that oh, yes, would yes, sell. That's true, yeah. so i did like that okay, that's but true. i totally agree with you this could have been at any point in time yeah. it didn't feel christmasy to me but what i love about it is the fact that it shows a family yes doing something together yeah and it's also a family that most people may say is improbable because he's asian she's black mm. she could be adopted yes. mm. or it could be any way shape or form what i like was they never saw the mommy exactly so the mom could have been uh, oh she could be white she could be chinese she could be anything and what i liked about it is the fact that you can actually see that this looks like what a modern family could Mm -hmm. look like i really really like that but i do agree it's not that christmas Mm, day it isn't i loved it um i i thought it was um thinking after this um uh, uh I was going to call her by her African real government kid. name. You have been calling me government name for the last three, whatever. It's okay. But you're going to, you're going to have to watch, watch it because okay. I think it's cool. Okay. This is... Mm. <laughs> so this is a Tesco ad. Guys, I do not care if anyone's listening to this and say, honey, this is way too much snark, but do not care. Okay. All right, right. By, um, by the Ronettes is playing. We say Tesco home delivery van. The delivery driver gives us some exposition that this is the last delivery before Christmas. Someone without bloody due care and attention is hanging up some Christmas bulbs in the street. We drops on the van and causes an electrical effect as I suppose the van driver was driving at 88 miles per hour. He wasn't. He wasn't. And basically goes through a portal a la Back to the Future. We know for a fact that the speed on these vans tend to be capped at 60 miles per hour. (laughs) So, what the heck? The van arrives in Dickensian, England, and the van automatically, oh, the van's doors automatically pop open, and the little rascals at Ragamuffins just help themselves to the goods without asking. Does it chickly say something like, what the Dickens? Yes, he does. Yes, it says what the Dickens. Though if, this was, <laughs> though, if this was the last delivery, why is there so much stuff in the van? Mm. Mm. The kids say it's, um, they say, it's food from the future. How do they know? And they say, thank you, Gov. The van then mysteriously arrives in another dimension, looks to be the nineteen, the late 1940s for a delivery for Winston Churchill. I ask again, if it was the last delivery, where did he get all this fucking food? <laughs> he then arrives in the 90s at a rave as he walks through and people pick out the food and eat without asking. And then moves into the 70s to show a couple of brown people, oh, I suppose. And by the way, they were saying, oh, thank you, future man. Uh, exactly. How do they know it's from the future? Um, to show a couple of brown people, I suppose. And then the 80s and then back again to other random times. He even makes an appearance on Bullseye, an 80s and sometimes 90s TV game show. Mm. He then makes it into the present day without delivering to his last present day customer. Oh, no, you notice that? You forgotten. He delivered to the queen. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just thought I would just gloss over that. Mm-hmm. But remember, he had one delivery to <laughs> I make. I know, that person mm-hmm. never got that delivery. No. So I was like, um, without delivering to his present customer, who's probably going to have a miserable Christmas, mm-hmm. but he makes his way home to have a magnificent Christmas spread with his family. This is Tesco's way of showing that they've been delivering Christmas to several families over a hundred years. Deji, please go. So this is Tesco's video. Did that video is Tesco's excuse when you don't get your delivery? <laughs> he, he went, went back, back to the future. <laughs> it is bullshit. I'm not kidding. When I saw it, I did think to myself that I don't. That's basically Tesco telling you to order it this Christmas. And you think I get delivered? As I was watching this ad, I actually was doing a Tesco delivery. <laughs> and I was like, are you going to receive it? And the thing as well, there's a lie. Because you notice that when he was carrying the yeah. deliveries and all the food is so well presented. No way! It. I'm like, bullshit! They're back to throw it at you. It never happens. Why are they making it seem they, they decorate it like...
like you know, like, don't try. When they say something like, yeah, governor, it's expired. <laughs> 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 Oh, like, well, like, we've done a swap. We've done a swap. I know you asked for no swaps, and we did one anyway. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> I know you were so mad, but here's some dairy. I mean, so. it was Christmassy. Ugh. Wendy, what do you think? Bullshit. Well, firstly, I mean, like, you know, listen, it's nice to have Back to the Future. Because I, 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 like, I really like Back to the Future. Because yeah, well, at least it's something you can so learn. I really yeah. I didn't find him, you know, going to, you know, um, Winston Churchill and yeah. the Queen and the Kensian England and the Sixties. Because I was like, how do you know he's a future man? How do you know that guy is driving his nuts on TS? I mean, how do you know that he's going to kidnap you? Anyway, so all of that was very fascinating to me. But I was just thinking, as I was just going through it, I was like, but who are you going to be delivering the food to? You're giving the food to everybody, everybody else. else. He has so the much food. who ordered the food, where are they going to eat their own food? They're like... Don't worry, little Timmy. You're gonna get the food too. But that's because he knew that he was not planning to deliver that food. And then he ended, and I thought, oh, maybe was that good to the family that he actually no, no, then no. went home. I was like, did ah, you see the so spread? You can eat, and the kids can eat. What? Because someone wanted them. Oh, when they don't call, someone said it's complete. They say I drive cars because they want to the future in the past. That they really wrote it. But yeah. But did you see the food on his table? But I will say one thing. Ah, it was a spread. I saw this magnificent spread. No, but I will say something, okay? It was Christmassy because the season to be given. So he gave He gave me without my permission. He gave someone else's food away. The season for giving, so it's Christmassy. He was wearing a hat. Yes, so, it was. That was Christmassy. Actually, you know what? According to your rules, mm. it is Christmassy. It is. Yes. It does work. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Ah, the rules. You saw the range of Tesco food. Hold on. Yes, yes. It yes. must make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it must show the product. It does. Yeah, it, does. it must feature something Christmassy. It does. It must draw you in and resonate with it. it. Yes, it does. And we're okay with some emotion. We, yes. Yes. So it does not make sense. So, yeah. The first so, one it does. It has anger and emotion. Basically, so it works. Exactly. So one out of four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. One out of four. Yeah, right. Actually. So it was where he lost out. So technically, it's yeah. a great Christmas advert. <laughs> it's a fantastic it's Christmas advert. Oh, wait till we get to the next one. No. Hello, Maje. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So. Tesco's closest competitor. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, Sainsbury's. Uh, and Sainsbury's is going, we've been doing this for 150 years. Are you about years. to describe it? Oh, yes. Can I say something before you describe it? What? Tesco, um, Sainsbury's saw this Burberry ad and said, hold my tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, yeah. So what is interesting yes. about this also is the fact that Sainsbury's has been doing this for 150 years. Tesco is just due to block it for 100 years. But Sainsbury's was like, teach the young whippersnapper something. <laughs> and Sainsbury's ad is called Nicholas the Sweep. Okay, it opens with a voiceover in 1869 England, so somewhat Dickensian times. Starts with the manager of children workers. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love it. You, are to, yeah, you should do my job. Good PR. Ah, who work as chimney sweeps? Remember, children used to die in chimneys during that time. Exactly. It was basically child abuse. Okay, let's move on quickly. <laughs> as the hungry children and their child abuse master walk by. Mr. Sainsbury's, I presume, who is showing off his fantastic produce of Christmas turkey, the trimmings, and exotic delicacies, as the children look on in fascination, amazement, and hunger. A woman working on the store smiles at one of the kids, who I presume is Nicholas, who smiles back. The artful dodger manager of the kids steals a couple of oranges from Mrs. Sainsbury's. One of the fruit falls, Nicholas picks this up and probably to return it, and is caught by the popo, who seems to recognize him and confirm his government name. <laughs> Nicholas! <laughs> The Pope parades him in the street as a thief as Nicholas protests his innocence. There is baying for blood as people in the street call for him to be put in the dungeon or burned as a witch. So far, very Christmassy. 
one of the people in the street forgets himself and screams for the boy to be given a fair trial. The whole street goes silent as he stammers, apologizes, and recovers to scream. The boy is banished forever. There is screaming and rejoicing in the street, and we pan to Mrs. Sainsbury's looking thoughtful. As she sees the artful daughter, child abuser, gleefully sucking on her oranges, no pun intended, as he says it's so disappointing, as some people are just rotten to the core. <laughs> Mrs. Sainsbury's looks outraged, and we pan to a cold Siberian-like land, where Nicholas is seen freezing almost to death. He's shaken awake by Mrs. Sainsbury, still protesting his innocence, as she says, I know, I know, let's get you somewhere safe, as she gives him a sack full of oranges. She tells him she has given this to him as she wants to do something special for Christmas. Nicholas has an intense look and says, Miss, there's something I need to do. Next shot is Nicholas three-pitted like a superhero <laughs> as he runs into the dark to the orphanage, I'm assuming, since this is basically Oliver Twist. He puts an orange each in the socks over, um, out over the beds. In the morning, the kids run out of the um, children's home in joy and discovering an orange for everyone. Afro-Dodger is incensed as he's, re- as he's received a lump of coal and a note saying he's on the naughty list. The kids point to him and laugh and he shouts they should get back to work. Unfortunately, the oranges have turned the children berserk <laughs> with delusions of power at a stage of walkout running through the streets with their oranges. Mrs. Sainsbury comes out of her shop looking pleased with herself and looks off into the distance where see little Nicholas sleep in a red coat, possibly freezing in the snow as he walks in a red hat and walks towards the number of reindeer to give us the origin no, 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 no. to give us the origin of St. Nicholas, i.e. Father Christmas. No, you messed up at the end. He wears his red coat, puts the red hat, turns to the camera, a piece of snow happens to fall perfectly on top of his red hat. He's showing you Santa Claus as he would be when he's older. Then he walks away to the reindeer. So that's the origin story. What does Miss Sainsbury say again um, when she first saves him or gives him the When orange? she gives him that she wanted to do something special for Christmas. That's what that's special. Okay, because, so yeah, my word is... Uh-huh. So I'm happy that you guys like this This is show. like a theme, is what I wrote. <laughs> it's, a, I, it's the Burberry's film. I am sorry. Yeah, it looks like you guys may not like it. I love this. <laughs> oh my God. I think this is fantastic. Oh do you know I think it's fantastic? Because... It was so well done. The quality of it was so well done. The writing. I mean, that guy you just mentioned when he was the way we got to carry the records. He's a fair trial. I, I love, love that, that shit. Bit. I think that was <laughs> fucking funny. I, I, I think. I think it's a very well done thing. Mm-hmm. I like the bastardizing of the origin of Santa Claus. That's pretty good as well. I was well. like, what is this based on? Now, my, the things I would say is that they wear Sainsbury's food there, but a lot of oranges, I have to say. I don't know if maybe... And people eat the oranges without peeling them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah but then again, it's the cancer It's true. And maybe the he colors. did sell oranges in the beginning. Maybe it's an O2. I think it's the marketing thing as well. I don't know. Colors as, of, but it did yeah. feel Christmassy, I, I think. Um, I, I, I like to. A whole Saint Nicholas origin story only feels Christmas. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Well, a whole Saint Nicholas. Well, it is Christmassy to me. It's and what I like was the at the end there was a well. This is how we think Christmas. I like the jokey of like this is just a story. The thing I found. Don't take it too seriously. I, I found that a lot of people commented under this video that well, can we just go into Sainsbury's then take some shopping and go without sh- um, without paying and say well <laughs> it is Christmas or whatever the crap that she said in the thing that oh well you have to do, to do something special. You have to do something special because this you is see, that's, no, the, you, that's the message. Un- said something that I thought wasn't the case. I thought that they were saying that Sainsbury was the woman. It's a woman. There's Mrs. Mrs. Sainsbury, Mrs. Sainsbury. But that's why I said Mr. Sainsbury was demonstrating. I presume he's Mr. Sainsbury, but Mrs. Mrs. Sainsbury is the woman. The one she's yeah, the main character. She's the owner. So for me, there was a lot of well, things. I, so I, I mean, I agree that a lot of things you said, but I think for me, the most interesting bit was, I, you know, the writing was interesting, was when she went to go and take him in the 
you know, Thundra posing yeah, Thundra yeah. that he's on. I don't know if you noticed on the side of the cart, it said zero energy emissions, zero. No, <laughs> I swear ah. to God, and you know, I love that. that. Because, I almost that. like because I was, you know, because you also I also got everything but God, was, but and you know, because she's on a donkey or horse. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's, ah. that's funny. That's very funny because that's them trying to put in their you know grain specs. Of course, there's the issue around this whole thing because technically methane is caused by animals that fart. Yes, I was so, thinking that. Technically, <laughs> yeah, but no matter how many farts are no. you going to take to have global warming? Oh no, but 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 they are but the primary. Yeah, the primary, stop, yeah, yeah, we stop eating meat because mm-hmm. cows fat and cause meat and it helps. It helps yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't that's think that's true. However, however, it was just I don't yeah, for me. I know it sounds like a ridiculous thing, but out of eight, everything else, that's what I laughed at. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Everything else was kind of like. Okay, so this is meant to be Oliver Twist and the origin story of Saint Nick. It was just weird. I, I, I liked the guy who was Afro Dodger. I no, thought yes, he was, he was, he was funny. funny. No, but like, no, but it's like, okay, so here's the thing. Rotten to no, the car. No, but it's like, we have Oliver Twist. Yeah. And we have Saint Nicholas. Yeah. And I'm like, which one are I meant to be following here? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just They bastardized the story, yeah. I mean, and it's a really bad bastardization. But anyway. Yeah, Did you so, enjoy it? I, I, I did. <laughs> it was alright. Okay. Yeah, I was at like, first. I was like, when he said Nicholas, 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 Nicholas it was very Dickensian. Like, I was like, Nicholas, Nickleby, Oliver Twist. Mm. Then I was like, oh, yeah. that Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Okay. Better than that. Why is he really going all Dickensian on us? What is the point? I know. They want to go back to the good well, old days. Well, because Charles Char- Char- Dickens had that <laughs> market <laughs> lockdown from Mariah Carey. So. I keep telling you. I keep telling all <laughs> of you guys that this is and everybody said it was from market, but it's not Okay. So. The next one here oh. is Aldi. So I'll is just it? set it up for you. So as usual, with Aldi and Kevin the Carrot, they have to do the fucking mess. Oh, no, 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 she cut some out. I cut some out. Oh, okay. um, because they're sh- th- shit. Yeah, yeah so, so they have to do the fucking mess. There are three ads. We start with the launch. Kevin is captured and tied up. What else is new? <laughs> it seems the Brussels sprouts are having a revolution and are looking to feed Leafy Kevin. Leafy blinders. Oh, yeah, <laughs> blinders. Yes. And are looking to feed Kevin... To Rudolph the reindeer. Yep. Russell, the head Again. sprout in charge, throws a tomato at Kevin, who happens to be named Tommy. Tommy proceeds to bite through the ropes, t- um, tying Kevin up, and they make their escape. Kevin decides he's Robbie Williams and decides to put on a show in a circus as he sings, Let Me Entertain You, entertain you substituting lyrics with sprouts, festive chair, etc. As the Christmas meal is arranged around this massive table which acts as Kevin's stage. There are a few more vegetable-related shenanigans, and Kevin and his family... <sighs> Which is uh, wishes everyone a Merry Christmas. Well, if you can get past this and focus on the other 30 second ads from Aldi, you'll see the good one starring um, Kevin the Carrot as the ringmaster. And as usual, it starts with a lame dad joke. Come on, Tommy, catch up as he drags in the tomato. Mm. The Aldi Christmas feast is displayed in all its glory. Glasses of profe- Prosecco, plump, perfectly ro- um, roasted and basted turkey, a prawn display, butter melting of the turkey, a beautiful picture of the Brussels sprouts tossed in bacon bits and butter, mince pies, etc. No shenanigans, no distractions. The focus is on the food. The wine in the drinks ad also got the same treatment. The focus was on the product and the camera angles and lighting with the music working well together. So, 
What's your thoughts? I didn't watch this last two. I only watched the first one. But I didn't think it was um Robin Williams. I thought it was Hugh Jackman from whatever, wasn't it? That Thing, yeah, I know, no, I think it's a combination of both. It's so yeah, it was the song, Jackman yeah, so with the Robin yeah, Williams song. No, because yeah. I didn't watch the original. So mm. I don't know, maybe in that show, mm. maybe, you know, because maybe they did like a Moulin Rouge too, mm. when they did a modern. Oh, yeah. So, because what is the thingy, Hugh Jackman show called? Uh, the Great Greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm not sure if that's a showman. They oh, did like modern yeah. music. In they did like, some modern so music. Maybe, so that's why maybe in my head, that's why I thought maybe just Hugh Jackman because maybe he sang that song. No, oh, so yeah, that's Robin Williams' sure. song. Yeah, no, so. I know it's Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. It was because Robin Williams has done a deal with Aldi to promote his Christmas album. Yeah, so that's why like using him. As well. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's, and he's dressed like a showman on the it's cover. Proper. Exactly. Oh, that, um, his new album, oh I didn't know album, that. Yeah. Okay. So the, with the, the first ad that Honey described where they want to feed Kevin to the reindeer. When we first started this inaugural podcast, mm-hmm. when we first had the pleasure of being introduced to Kevin the Carrots, that was his mission, was to be fed to the reindeer. No, yes. no, no, to be eaten, to be eaten by eaten a by, Oh, no, he was eaten by the reindeer. Was it? Because yes. he was doing this death assault course. Yes. It was. Yes, I think it was. It to was to be eaten by, by the reindeer. reindeer. So well, I was like, live. what, is that peril? I also live. Money. Money, yeah. Two years later. Exactly. So he's got a family. And then he got educated <laughs> about the oppression of the carrots to the reindeer, and then decided he wasn't going to do it. And I'm very sorry. He's got a wife. He's got two little carrots. Okay, okay, that's a good point. Uh, so I was like, because at first I was like, how is no. it the peril? Oh, okay, it is now the peril. Uh, yes, exactly. no. He got educated. He got so. educated. That's a problem. But I also, I mean, for me, I, I really, for me, the best bet. I know I've carried the carrot. Kind of with the leafy blinders, okay? Yeah, the leafy yeah, blinders. Yeah, I, I love the leafy blinders. Yeah, because I was like, first I like the pontic, yeah. you know, because with their little cup. Yeah. And I can listen, <laughs> I can understand their pain, okay? I mean, the turnips are told the sprouts that they're going out of business. Like, I know. You know, the cats are trying to get, I can, I feel their pain. I don't yeah, because no one likes Brussels sprouts. I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. I'm exactly. Now, Kevin is turning from the oppressed to the oppressor. Okay? Yes. 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 So yes. I'm very sorry. He's I mean, changed. I mean, he changed. Money changed. Money changed. Money changed. We got a ketchup. It told me the ketchup. I yeah, know. He got, he got a whole, you know, ringmaster stage. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he married the pretty little carrot that twirls around. <laughs> I didn't know there were pretty carrots, but yeah. I didn't know Robin Williams. That's changed. He got little, you know, carrot babies. So yeah, I mean, money has changed. Kevin, I'm sorry, Kevin. I don't love you that much anymore. I'm sorry. Um, so the only thing I said is was kind of an over. Uh, partly what you said, I wrote straight to the point. Shows goods and prices for Christmas. Simple, <laughs> simple. <laughs> because no, I dude. think that the other ads, the other smaller ads, were more Christmassy mm. and more in line with selling mm. as the product. Uh, exactly, it was exactly. quite interesting. But the main one was entertaining. Mm. I like the puns. Kevin has changed. <laughs> so Kevin has changed. We'll see where he goes next year. More we'll anything? Um, another year, another Kevin the Car ad. Yeah, <laughs> I just put here that um, to my mind, it's not a bad ad. I just hate Kevin the carrot. I don't like my vegetables <laughs> being humanized. Humanized, it freaks me the fuck well, out. Yeah, because yeah. I'm talking your stomach, can't you? Mm. Thank you. You know, having a fight all no, no, no. So the next ad. Hmm. Okay, so second to last, second to last is the Amazon ad. Okay. Now I'm not even going to waste my time. Saying anything apart to oh well talking about it except to say that it's the same as the last few years using the boxes, boxes using music talking boxes and the Am- and Amazon logistics to make an ad. We're moving things from place to place. Yeah. Okay. So this but is what... 
But what I am going to say is the end of the ad was pretty interesting to me because it seems that the Amazon delivery person was just so joyful that at least this year oh, she gets to spend Christmas with her family because the amount of joy on that woman's face, yeah. I thought that was real. Good. So this is what I wrote. Yeah, me too. Fucked up the song. I need you. They you, fucked you. up the song, right? Yep. That's number one. Seemed to force a message. Number two, Shove the end seemed like something that does not happen to the real Amazon logistics. Thank you. That's all I kept thinking about with the real workers. Like that you don't get to spend time with your family. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and you don't need anything from Amazon. I'm gonna be brutally honest. You don't need it. So when they say I need you, 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 what they're trying, they say, Oh, you need each other. Well, if you need each other, you don't need Amazon. Except if Amazon is shipping you to me. All those, you know, well, yeah, I love you as well. But you know, the issue, well, actually, I'm sure that I actually pay price with it. Ship it to Japan, let's go. Um, the biggest issue for me was those, so, yeah, they fucked up the song. Mm. She was, she looked as though she was really feeling forced and gone, but she said, you that person. The boxes freaked me out with their mouth. Yeah, I know. They yeah. really freaked me out. And then, you know, I, I got to the point where I was trying to see, oh, they have different li- shapes for the lips, you know, because when they're singing mm. their shape. Oh, I didn't ma- notice they that. Yeah, because, yeah, that's what I would Were they African lips in there? They were, mm, I, I, I wouldn't say they were African lips, because I don't know what to add African lips meant to look like, but they were different shaped lips. Okay. You know, they okay. have to tread okay. softly there. They don't want to look a bit gunny one. Let's be, let's be careful about what to make an yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. black box. And I mean, at the end, when she hugged, I think I kept thinking, was does she have to return that truck to the to the dispatch? <laughs> yeah, does she have to pack she it from the house? She's allowed to because some people go. can keep the truck. They actually keep the trucks where they live because they have to get there because they need to start work really early. Yeah, and no, but, drive but to usually the those are people that those are people that are doing it on the side. The ones that don't have Amazon branded trucks. No, some of them they really? actually keep them and because you have to drive to depot in the morning, so it doesn't make any sense for you having to catch a, tr- um, a bus or what transport for you to gotcha. get to the depot. And I mean, but you know, the so message that, you know, the, the true message for Amazon is that you can buy anything you want on Amazon and it will be delivered for you for Christmas. Yeah. So all your Christmas present needs are sorted out by Amazon. Fuck workers' rights. Well, Fuck them seeing their family. Uh, you shall get your shit by Christmas. Uh, I'm very sorry. Amazon, you Amazon never promised you that one. They only <laughs> promised you your delivery within exactly. 24 hours. So everything else is up to you. To well, you want anything in 24 hours? Who's going to the event? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And, you know, everybody talks about the right, Amazon's, you know, Amazon's um, workers' rights and the obligation that Amazon has to the mm. workers. But don't we, as people who are buying from Amazon, yes, have an obligation to stop buying from Amazon? Because if we, if, we put, if we keep our money and actually keep all our money and say, this is what we want our money to change, then Amazon is going to make a change. That's so true. for all the criticism that Amazon is facing, and God knows I have issues with Amazon, we are still sitting down, still buying shit from Amazon. So, so basically, if we don't right? change, exactly. Amazon is and then change. Amazon really tell me, I need you, you, you. They need you, so yes. they can be the a trillion exactly. dollar company. So I hold the money, and Amazon doesn't use my data to go and sell it to F1, so they can show me TV show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. So basically, this is the last ad, uh, yes. is by Apple. It's made yeah. so and this is yes. very interesting to me. So, hold on, let me just get into it. So, young female siblings fighting on their way to the airport, possibly to see family in another state in America. The parents distract the um, the kids with an iPad in the car. They get to the airport, which is jam-packed, and they make their way onto the plane where the siblings are fighting over if the overhead light should be on or off. The mom asks the dad if he's got the iPad, and supposedly he has downloaded some movies for the kids to watch. Seems this did the trick, and the kids are quiet on the whole plane ride as they watch the movies. The kids fall asleep and wake up at the destination, which is their granddad. Granddad is recently believed, and the whole family miss grandma and are a bit emotional. The kids use the iPad to make an iMovie for Granddad about his life with grandma and the family. I appreciate the, the, um, the um, ad and was moved by it. However, I feel the first part didn't work for Thank me. Thank you very much. So, 
the whole I know that I don't have a child and I don't know how parenting yes, is like to, in the technical like, none of us have children. None of us have children. We don't know how it's like to parent in this type of technological climate. I don't know. But I I had a real issue with the parents who's using the uh, the iPad as a bandage to basically keep the kids quiet or distract them or keep them entertained. It's the panacea of everything like I, that involves parents. Exactly. Please it annoyed me. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's child abuse. But oh, even communication. communication. Don't hit your sister or don't turn off the light. Or, or the here's a book. Yes. It was basically, do you have the iPad? And I was like, what? So how long is this going to last for? Just giving them the iPad. And also, they're not, the life. behaviors don't seem yeah. to change because it seems, yeah. obviously, they need to be distracted from fighting as opposed to actually sitting Pain down and actually having a conversation issue. exactly and resolving but, but it also beyond even the fighting and you know it's the fact that and i see i see it a lot a lot of my friends with children is using this device as a as a tool to remove away from certain parts of parenting wendy i'm glad you said that because, because what i wanted you, what i wanted to the, say yeah, and i wasn't sure if you guys agree with me is that that is actually real that for me is it yeah, is that real is what people say and, that, and, that, and i talked i've talked to quite a few parents about this and they're like listen it's just easy and i i did yeah. a lot of them agree that you know mm. before they'd, they would have maybe spoken to their child but the fact that they well, don't now, have to do that i just give the child yeah, phone, I, the, the, phone would, the child would, would actually put their password into it put on their ipad and they will watch what they want to watch without them having to deal with their children now my basic issue with this advert is yes it's it's sweet you know the fact that you know mm. family comes together i mean like you know the emotional thing yeah who doesn't get moved by emotional if someone died and we're loving each other stuff like that but my bigger issue is that I am morally opposed to using devices to raise children. And because, and I will, again, what I mean, I don't have any children, so I don't know what will happen if I do have children. But because I'm morally opposed to that, I don't know why, 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 why can't you read a book? Why can't you draw something? Why can't you have a conversation? Why can't you sleep? Okay, go and sleep. Drink water for me first. Okay, drink water, fall asleep. We on the airport seats or whatever. It's interesting because I actually said this that behavior jare and I just I I think it would have been more impactful if it was they communicated as a family and then the children are made to show how easy, not easy, or how, I'm sorry, to easy, create but how iPad. easy it is to use the iPad. These kids just picked up the iPad one day and did that for their exactly. grandpa. Because okay. I think Good. Apple are trying to show the now, iPad, they're trying to show the iPad as is a device that can for so many different things. But what I don't like is the fact that it is not, I don't think Apple should be doubling down on the fact that people are using the iPad to parent their kids. Yeah. Even though, even though, even though parents are doing that, I know it's realistic, it is. but that is not what we you want your device to be. It's supposed to be for Particularly around Christmas. Wait, wait. Particularly around Christmas. No, you okay. guys are missing okay. the point. Okay. I think the first part of the ad is realistic. Yes. Right? But I don't well, think no, no, that no, doesn't mean it's Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. Just listen to mm-hmm. me. It's realistic. Mm-hmm. The part that I have an issue with is that Apple, in my opinion, are saying that okay, we know that parents are using this as the third parents, right? This iPad as the third mm-hmm. parents in this uh, family. So what we're going to do is give you a scenario where we think is going to happen, which isn't true, where the kids who are used who are being given these iPads to be sh- to to be kept quiet or to shut up we instead to become do creative. creative right? and not even that even um emotionally um, grown up grown up. emotionally mature the reason why that's bullshit is because when parents give the children the ipad to shut them up they don't give them the ipad and open up iMovie mm. open up um, um uh, photoshop on the ipad no they open up um netflix 
um, Spotify or a video game. Mm. That is what they actually do. And the video game that where you will be paying one hundred pounds in the in the next week because it is um what they call those things again um, um, transaction or whatever. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. That's it. for me. It was Apple rewriting. What actually happened? They were realistic in the beginning and they just went into La La Land towards the end. Yes, but they had That's to go into La La Land because as people, as you know, as people, we generally tend to want to do the easiest thing. Yeah, of course. And I think what they're trying to say is that, okay, the easiest thing you've been doing, but maybe you should try and put, give your children the opportunity when they're being distracted by the iPad to do maybe more No, I get know, that. But, no, no, but that's my things. issue with it because it's not that the parents... Are opening up especially yeah children did off their back of their own back and that's never going to happen. No, that again, was my but issue. But again, with I think there's something else we I think we're failing to realize. Oh, and oh. that's okay. I was just going to say as with children, the fact that a lot of young children are becoming a lot more mature at mm-hmm. a younger age mm-hmm. because of the way that they're interacting with technology. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing that says that, of course, because grandma died and they see how grandpa is behaving because you could see grandpa was trying to hold it in. The house was kind of tense and the house so why didn't they down. behave? Why would they believe it? Why is it that the... Well, no, well, but that's well, not the point. Behave. Children, listen. Here's, let's be very frank with each other. Children are children, okay? So, regardless that's of the circumstances, yeah. that's they're true. going to be children. Mm. Yes, but their parents... I'm not seeing their parents actually going... I don't okay, think their parents... Know, I agree. Their parents, are not parenting them. their parents are not parenting them. Their parents are not actually sitting down and having a conversation with them. They're listening. You know, we're going to grandpa, grandma, they're to die. Mm. They're, they're not doing any of those things. They're, the, again, they're putting a band-aid by using the iPad. Now, is there a chance that a child could, children could actually have been watching a video, a VHS video? I'm surprised children knew how to play VHS videos. Yeah, like yes, me. that's true. Thank you. Because, because, remember, because remember, we watch on YouTube some students they don't, don't even know, don't how to even know what exactly. exactly. They're going like, oh, what the hell is so this? So I'm surprised they know how to use a VHS video. But it's okay. Let's take it. Let's, in, that, in that dreamland where five-year-olds and ten-year-olds know how to use VHS, good luck to you. So um, there's a chance that they could have seen pictures. And, you know, because they do miss their grandma there as well. Mm. They might, you know, create something. I don't think they'll create anything that sophisticated. It's not that sophisticated, granted. I don't think they'll create something like that. But I think there is a chance of that. I think those bits are realistic enough based on the mm. emotional wealth, the emotion that's going on in that space. Okay, so did you? What's yeah. your point? I, I disagree because okay. I've seen kids being given devices, and the first thing they do is that they go into social media. They um, they download the latest game that whatever it is that those kids are playing. Because mm. I think right now it's um. The one crossy road and certain other games. There are certain things that they do. I know, but you bear in mind that they've had this iPad with them. No, they don't give them all the time. No, because yeah, they're yeah, there for hours. Yes. What I'm saying is that children have... Yeah but, yeah, but that to me doubles down on that issue that they will be too busy... Trying to play their next ...gouging game. on stuff that they don't have time to. If it was their own device, I believe it. But it's the parents were literally giving it to them and taking it back from them. So it's not their device. Mm. So if it was their device, I can understand that. Mm. Because, okay, you have time. After you've gotten tired of apps and downloading and music, then you might think, oh, okay, what else can I do with this thing? But in the in the on the plane, were they even the given car. on the plane? In yeah. the car, on the plane, plane. when the they got to house under the table, yeah. when they were sitting in the room. So we're being given. And to me, I wrote here. I wrote a long-winded way to say buy an iPad and solve family fights at Christmas. But also here's Ish. a problem, and I realize we're getting old, because you know this conversation used to be had by our parents about I television. Mm. I know. So mm. it makes me wonder myself that is it that am I maturing enough to be able to realize what the concerns of? Because I watch TV. It didn't destroy my life. It didn't destroy my brain. Well, okay, hold on. It had, it had the TV was stationary. True. You had to behave in the car. They didn't bring the TV up in the car. They moved from radio to TV. But but when but 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 I don't think we are saying it's a takedown of the device. We're not saying that. What my issue? We're saying that we're saying that human behavior exactly. Parents need to take a lot more responsibility. Like I admitted that if it was their device, I can see where you're coming from. Where it could happen. Remember there was a time when there was people you said people used to parent by TV. 
Yes, there was so a time. It's, so, it's ex- so I think there was a time. So yes. I think we have to also. Be yes, very, I understand and, and, that. I, but what I'm trying to say is that it's a false equivalence because you cannot take your TV everywhere, and your children still had other forms of entertainment. I, listen, there's so nothing. I'm, I think the iPad, for instance, can be okay. TV it can be books. It can be all those types of things. But we seem to think mm. that because parents are using it to distract as opposed to educate their children, that it is not being used in the different forms of media that we ways. got. I do. Ag- I mm. listen. I'm. I'm playing. I won't say devil's advocate. Yeah. Different mm. perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking us to also be aware because I do fully everything you said. I fully agree. Mm. But I do think we also do need to consider that other aspect yeah, of it, yeah, that yeah. we, are continu- we have a this. continuing discussion yeah. about mm. the evolution of technology in mm. our lives as human beings and the way that it affects our children. Yeah. And again, we're speaking from the verified position of not having children yeah, yeah. and having to, we've only been children. Mm. We've only known mm. what our parents did with us. When we have children, the sort of challenges that we're facing now. But some of us may have exposure to children. And we may also have exposure to experience with the children. I mean, children. I, I know I have experience. So, okay, that sounds bad. Yeah, but to my mind, I think what we just need to be cognizant of is the fact that it depends on what type of society we want to be. Exactly. So that's how I always look at it in terms of parenting. I don't think that children need to have phones until they're six, even at sixteen years old. But that's that is a whole other discussion. Okay, guys. Now that we've done and we've gone through all of these, cool. could you tell me what your top Two adverts are. We'll start with African Catch. What are your two top adverts of the ones that we've reviewed? I don't actually like any of them, but I will go with very carefully. Um, okay, is it number two then? Number one, yeah. So, what's your number two? And what's my number, number two? I think I will have to go with Walkers. Mm-hmm. Okay, crisp. I think I like I said. It's silly, it's fun, it doesn't really have much of anything. So yeah, I kind of like that. I think my number one, and this is going to be a bit of a interesting one, it's actually going to be the Sainsbury advert. Okay. And it's simply because of that <laughs> thing. That, that initial thing. Of, <laughs> that's, I think Fair it's enough. just for me, because that made me just, <laughs> when I saw it. So that's really the Fair reason why. But I don't, really, I don't really like any of them that much, I'm sorry. That's okay. So Mo, what's your number two? Uh, I've got two at number two. The jump around Marks and Spencer. No, nope, you can only pick you, one. You can, no, 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 no. Hold, no, on, no, hold on, hold on. We need to be fair here. So pick your number two and then your number one. Uh, so what's your number two? Jump around. Okay. Number one, the Argus ad. The little drama girl. Perfect. DG, what's your number two and what's your number one? My number two is mm. Sainsbury's. Okay. And my number one is Argus. Interesting. So my number two is um, Max and Spencer's food. Because my Christmas get of Max and Spencer's, I am always biased um, in favor of Max and Spencer's. Uh-huh. And the fact that they're slowly bringing back the whole is not just it is M and S. And then my number one is the August ad. Okay, so guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, for listening. <laughs> Um, the reason we always do this is just because to just, it's almost like a snapshot of society at that particular point in time in terms of what is interesting for us for Christmas. Um, this was a bit more brainiac-y and esoteric than our previous ones. But that's because I'm trying to bring in more structure. So I'm happy to get any feedback. If you guys go, if you guys go, look, it should be a bit more chaotic. <laughs> you guys should just go hell for leather. Feed it back. I'm happy to listen. I may not take it on board, but I'll listen. So... I don't know if I should say bye-bye. So, if I should, let's start with Deji. 
please say bye bye to our fabulous audience. Goodbye. Mo. Goodbye. African Cage. Whatever. And from me, goodbye.